Rock Your Mic Right, podcast to the beat of your own drum. Brought to you by CarlyNimmo.com and Radcasters Podcasting School, where you can learn to podcast like a pro, from a pro. All right, let's go. There are two parts of a show that can be quite awkward. One is the beginning and the other is the end. The beginning can be awkward because we're not quite sure where to start things and the end for the same reason. It can be quite difficult to wrap something up, particularly when you're someone like me who was always that person on the phone, you know, no, you hang up first, no, you hang up first, no, you hang up first, no, you hang up first. Like that's cool in a phone call when you're 15 years old, but it's not a great ending to a podcast episode, if you know what I'm saying. So today what I want to do is provoke some thought within you. I want to share with you what I see as some kind of lazy practices. I'm not judging you here if this is what you do, but what I'm doing is highlighting an area that could be worth exploring for improvement to make your show stand out. Because There are a million podcasts, not a million, there's not a million podcasts actually, there's getting close to it, but really only about 300,000 podcasts that are being produced regularly right now in Apple. And a lot of them are more of the same, just the same kind of thing. People just go through the motions, not really questioning And I'm all about, as you would have heard in the previous three episodes, honouring yourself, honouring the medium, and honing your craft. And that means questioning the status quo. That means innovating. It means improving. And so I really hope today's episode gets you just thinking of different possibilities when it comes to particularly intros of a show, but also like coming up with some kind of clever outro that just signifies the end of a show instead of having the awkwardness of like rambling because you're not quite sure where to wrap it up. So the number one pet hate I have when it comes to interview podcasts, that's specifically what I'm talking about here, is that just someone reading the bio. Now, I'm not judging you if you do that. I've been on plenty of great podcast interviews where people have read my bio. I'm not sitting there going, uh-uh, girlfriend, that's not me. I'm not, I'm not here judging you <laughs> for your practices. What I'm doing is trying to provoke thought into ways that you may approach them differently that would work better for your audience. Because the bio, when I write a bio, it's, I'm not expecting it to be read back to me. I really appreciate those times where I jump on an interview and the person has done their research on me or they share something different, not just my bio that I sent through. I think the audience appreciate it too because often if that person, say I guessed on your show, which I'm totally open to doing too, by the way, reach out to me. Always happy to guest on a fellow podcaster's podcast, not being the ju- not being a judgy bitch, <laughs> just adding value to your audience, hopefully. Uh, and with any luck, that guest 
is going to send traffic to your show. I mean, it used to be part of a strategy as a podcaster to have interviews so that you could extend your audience into their audiences, right? It was a quick way to grow your show. I'm not sure that's particularly true these days, but you're still going to get some people who have listened to an episode, for example, say I've done an episode with someone and I've shared that and I have listeners who will go and want to listen to me being interviewed by other people, particularly on different topics. So if I'm sending traffic to them and they're listening to like three episodes of me talking on other people's shows and each one of them starts with exactly the same reading the bio, it gets pretty old pretty quick. And I think it's just a, a little bit lazy and a little bit unimaginative and a little bit not very innovative. So I wanted to share with you some of the things that I've done because thanks to my background in radio, I found starting an interview supremely awkward and I found ending an interview really awkward. And so I was all about finding ways that I could make it smooth and transition easily so I wasn't feeling awkward in it. With Carlosophies, because of my history in broadcasting and my anxiety, I decided to do things a little bit different. And I wouldn't start with a welcome to the show, blah, blah. You know, this is how a, a lot of bog standard podcast interview shows start. Welcome to Blah Blah Podcast. I'm Blah Blah Blah. Today I'm joined by Carly Nimmo. Carly Nimmo is a read my bio word for word. Welcome to the show, Carly. How are you going? That is not how we would do it in radio. Generally, it we wouldn't be reading out a bio. We would have written something specific around what the angle that we were going to cover on that show. See, this is the thing. One of the things that we take for granted in, in radio, the fact that you have someone on talking on a specific topic makes them an expert. We don't need to read a three-page bio on that person to establish the expert that they are. They're on the show, therefore it's a given that they're an expert. So we wouldn't, we might say, uh, today I'm joined by blah, 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 a marine biologist from Deakin University, right? Just a simple sentence that sums up why we got them on the show. And we would talk about the angle that we're going to cover, what we're most curious about. And, and it's okay to write that shit out too, but just don't make it be the bog standard boring thing that's on everyone else's show. Mix it up, make it a little spicier. Because of my background in radio and because of the awkwardness that I felt and because of the anxiety that I was experiencing at the time of starting Carlosophies, I wanted to really take the pressure off me. And I also wanted my podcast to be a little different in production value. So Carlosophies originally was a podcast that was broken into segments. There was um, a segment where they would tell their story because it was called Stories Behind Success or Carlosophies, Stories Behind Success. So there was a segment where they would tell their story. There was a segment called On the Couch where we would 
talk about um, that I would ask a bunch of tough questions, questions about what do they fear, what does failure mean to them, what does success mean to them. All of the tough questions were in this on the couch section. And then I had a pitch section so people knew exactly that that was when they were getting pitched, which also meant that they weren't pitching or seeding all the way through. They're actually just telling their story, which is what I, I didn't want to have a show, which was someone who'd just written a book, just talking about their fucking book the entire time. So the pitch was that section where they could pitch what they had or give a call to action and then a takeaway, which was a mantra or an exercise to kind of throw out to the listener. And actually that's a bit cliche these days too, but it was not as cliche back then, I guess. <laughs> and all of those bits would have like a little produced sweeper. So a little bit of music with like a little, we would call it in radio, a sting or a sweeper. Uh, it's a little bit of music produced with a bit of voiceover that explains, right? To take the pressure off me, I would literally do a little bit of a pre-warm-up before hitting record, and then I would say to the person, hey, so I'm going to start with the question, tell me your story, and you're just going to go from there. And so it took the pressure off me and placed it on them. <laughs> but it worked really well. And so basically I would record the whole interview, and then after the interview I would record just a one- or two-minute introduction to that episode, talking about how I knew that person, why I wanted to talk to them, and an overview over what I really found the conversation to be about. And so the production on it was a lot tighter because there was this really lovely piece about me talking about personally what this interview meant to me, what this person meant to me, produced intro, them going through their story, like it just had a really nice flow and no awkwardness. So there are plenty of ways we can do this. We can, you know, I have people in who work with me who are like doing an outro, it just it feels too much work doing a produced one. And so my recommendation is always, well, come up with an, a line to end with. I've always ended Carlosophies with until next week, peace out. It's just a way for me to know and for my listener to know this is the end and come up with a way to start that isn't the bog standard way we would start a show because your show is going to stand out if it's different, if it's just another interview show without a lot of feeling behind it and you're just kind of going through the motions, it really will be a lackluster style show unless you have really great interviewing skills, you're really curious, you've got that journalistic kind of tendency, then you, you may be able to save it. But, you know, you, you have a small window to catch, capture people and cap, you don't capture people reading their bio. So why is it that they really want to listen to this episode? What can you do to make people want to stick around? And how can you, yeah, how can you keep their interest and their intrigue up long enough for them to be committed and invested? There are so many ways we can do this. And one thing that I would recommend is going on a bit of a podcast hop and having a listen to a bunch of different shows, seeing how different people introduce people, how they start their shows 
have a look at some shows that are a solopreneur, have a look at shows that are being produced by networks, have a look at shows that are done by broadcasters, have a look at the different ways, different types of podcasters approach this part of their show, their intro and their outro, and just have a think about ways that you could mix it up so that it sounds more interesting for your listener, so that it's more enjoyable, and so that it's more intriguing for them and a little bit different. All right, that's it from me today. Oh, I have to say, next round of Frequency, my podcaster's development program and mastermind is coming up very, very, very soon. I am just in talks with my uh, amazing women who did this round of frequency, and it's not just for women, it's for human beings, because they will get first access to the first spots for the next round, and then I'm going to open it up to my email list. So if you are interested in learning more about Frequency, which as I said, is my podcast development program and mastermind, it is an incredible six months that we spend together. It has one-on-one sessions with me. It has kind of like a structure that we're going to go through this time. Last round was a little more free flow, but I have some uh, different areas that I want to focus on over the six months together. You get one-on-one with me, you get group calls. There may even be an in-person element to this on the Gold Coast in March, just a non-residential retreat, I guess. And there's an online group too. Plus you get Radcasters, which is my online podcasting course for all the foundations. And that is a fully comprehensive course, whether you are already podcasting or just starting out. It's a, a brilliant bonus worth US 500 bucks. So if you're interested in hearing more about that, there are two versions. There is a startup version for people who want to get a show off the ground, and there is a group for established podcasters. Go to carlynimmo.com and just jump on my email list there, or just drop me an email and I'll put your name on the side and let you know when it's live, but it will be going live in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that. Okay, that is it from me today. Until next week, peace out. See, not an awkward ending, just an ending. Carly Nimmo signing off. Bye-bye now.